0: In 2023, even with all these women empowerment efforts, organizations like Love Girls Magazine, women are still willing to put their life, their freedom on the line for the validation of others. I've
1: noticed an increase of violence that is accepted
0: a lot mm. of the time and i know some of the girls in the magazine were friends with Briasia, and, and that loss was really hard and even as adult how do you conceptualize a senseless murder of anybody but let alone an innocent child love girls the podcast is all about storytelling and empowerment
1: Our mission is to amplify the voices of women and girls and talk about the things that matter to them most. Love speaks to the support we give each other as we search for our own path to success. Lead, overcome, value, empower.
0: That's love. Because every girl has a story. And our stories
1: matter. Hello and welcome back to another
2: episode of Love Girls, the podcast. I'm Mariah. I'm Kayla. And I'm Dariana. Today
3: we are discussing hot topics. Let's get started. This August incident has been coined the Montgomery brawl. Three white men have been charged with assault for attacking a ship's co-captain, which turned into a brawl along racial lines.
0: The incident, which was caught on video, has captured national attention. Dariana, have you seen this video?
2: Um, yes, I have, Kayla. I've seen it plenty of times. It's all over my TikTok.
0: Okay, so
2: as a, a teenager,
0: what are your thoughts?
2: Basically, what I thought it was, I think it wasn't that serious in the case to hit somebody with a chair. I feel like that was overboard. But the situation that happened was really disrespectful, especially to African Americans. So basically, in my opinion, I feel like the situation could have come could gone a lot better. In my opinion. It
0: might be. It shouldn't have escalated as quickly and as violently as it did. Yes, right. ma'am. Right. Ooh, not yes, ma'am.
2: <laughs>
0: um, I guess something that touched, like, itched my brain when I was watching it is. As a culture, we tend to deal with difficult situations with humor as a coping mechanism. And I'm just thinking of all the memes and merch that has come about from this very violent um, kind of, I don't know if you would call it a racial divide. I guess I have mixed feelings. Um, what do you
1: think, Mariah? Mariah? Was it racial violence? Was it just really bad intoxicated people? Where did this stem from? I mean, there was a lot of when you're only watching a certain amount of video and Mm -hmm. you're not there for the whole experience, you know, then you start to come up with assumptions in your own head after watching numerous videos from many different angles as well. (laughs) um, It's just funny to me how the people who were involved weren't even the owners of the boat. Once you realize, like, once you read all these stories and articles about it, Mm -hmm. the real owner of the boat was the one who was trying to deescalate the situation. Sure. And so then it calls into question, you know, is this man being blamed for something he didn't do? Or is this poor worker getting scrutinized for simply doing his job? You know, there's a lot of questions. But the biggest thing that I come into is humanity. Yeah. Why aren't we treating people as, you know, the golden rule of treat people how you want to be treated? This is something that I teach my students every single day. Or not to cut you off. You're fine. But
0: I had somebody tell me the golden rule is not to treat people how you want to be treated, but treat them how they would like to be treated. And so that's something I kind of think about. Um But no, I think, I think you're right.
1: I like that rule. It's a little hard of a concept sometimes when s- kids are small because yep. they, well, I don't know how they want to be treated. Exactly. So that's, you know, but I do like that concept, especially as an adult. I think that Most things in life you have to continue to learn and grow off of. And so the golden rule has a 2.0. And I love that you added that. (laughs) I don't know. It's, it was
0: disappointing. It was giving Karen like on a thousand. It it was just going back to America. I'm going to do this specifically to the United States culturally There's always these things when these violent acts happen against people of color or American citizens in general, because we know um, police brutality and de-escalation has always been an issue um, in the United States. And I just think of like, well, if you just complied. And I'm thinking in this moment, that boat worker who signaled with his hat (laughs) to bring out everybody for backup unintentionally, um, if those other voters would have just complied, none of this would have happened. Especially here in this community or in the United States in general, it's easy to say, oh, if you just follow the rules, everything's going to work out. But when the tables are turned, um, it's kind of like, well, they should have known better or they should have responded. And I would just like to see a little bit of more like, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong.
2: Um, so all I have to say is that um, sometimes I have seen white people like be aggressive towards black people for no reason, and I have experienced it for myself. But my question for the people is, like, what do y'all think about the situation? How do y'all feel about it? And do you think the situation could have evolved some type of different way?
0: Just jump down in the comments um, and kind of put your thoughts or your two cents in the comments, because um, I think vantage point and perspective is really crucial. And that is why... I think this was so relevant to what's going on today in the world and our country and community and whatever um, because it's kind of like what eyes are you looking through it at and how does how does that mold and shape how you feel about the situation.
1: Yes, and I agree. And something to leave a final thought on this. I've noticed an increase of violence that is accepted a lot mm. of the time. Mm. And originally when I watched this video, you know, there was laughter, right? Yes. Cuz there were funny moments. But When I took a moment to reflect, I think, especially with the profession that I work in, it's why did we resort to violence so quickly? I mean, across the board, on both sides. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, This is just for anybody. And so, calling into violence, it it made me think of one story here, you know, talking about Briasia Terrell. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, that's an incredibly hard situation to talk about, especially as, you know, if you don't know we are all black women uh black girls and women in here part of the
0: diaspora
1: yes and so this one struck home um because a black girl was killed in our community i mean it was incredibly hard as a community because we're all looking for her for months i mean we're mourning for her um she's just a an innocent child where she didn't deserve this and so it calls to question some of those concerns of violence that are happening not only in our community but just across the united states in general
3: a 10-year-old Davenport girl disappeared in 2020 named Brazier Terrell. The community rallied and searched for months while a 51-year-old Davenport man kept her murder a secret. Months later, a horrific discovery. Her remains were found at a pond near DeWitt, Iowa. Henry Dinkins was found guilty of her murder and was sentenced to life in prison on October 11th.
1: Kayla, I mean, this is hard. This is a hard, hard. moment. Um, I'm 22. Um, Kayla, she is. Ooh, 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 ooh. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I'm
0: 30, y'all. I look good.
1: I know too. 30 is the new. It's it's the fun age. I I don't know. I feel like that's when you're financially independent. You can go on trips. So, look. I I feel like 30 is is the new 20s. So, as someone who is you know a little bit older, mm-hmm. mature than I am. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts, especially because some of the news coverage, some of the stories um, that we heard, what were your thoughts um, as a black woman hearing about this? Okay,
0: just all around. It's, you know, i'll I'll back up. So, I am a lover of true crime. Um I love a good documentary based on true story. yes, But you often forget, that there are victims, the victims are real, the family suffering, the loss, that's real, that grief is real. And I think this being so close into our community made me realize that why is this entertainment? Right. Why do we get on Netflix? And you know how they do the top 10 every week or whatever. And there's always a true crime, um, a murder mystery that's at the top. And why are we as a population, a community entertained by violence and death Mm -hmm. um, and just things that if you had to live it, you wouldn't want to be a fly on the wall watching. Um, So that was kind of my first thought. Um, I actually watched the first three days of the trial. I listened um, and I couldn't. Once I heard that on like the fourth or fifth day, they were showing the evidence with pictures related to her decomposed body um, and the injuries that she had suffered. It's like, that could have been any of us. It could have been me, it could have been you, it could have been any of the girls in the magazine. And I know some of the girls in the magazine were friends with Briasia. And that loss was really hard. And even as adult, how do you conceptualize a senseless murder of anybody, but let alone an innocent child? Right. I I am proud that our community has kind of rallied. Um. But it's nice, no matter the color or how much money you make or whatever, that we're kind of all on the same side on this.
1: I definitely agree. You called a question of why is this our entertainment, and it even made me reflect because I. I admit, I like to listen to them. Why am I so entertained by it? Mm-hmm. But it's one of my biggest fears. And that's sad that in this reality, we're almost preparing ourselves mm-hmm. for these kind of moments. Um, I will say this was a hard, tragic incident in our community, but you are exactly right. It did bring us together. And to this day, we still see memorials around um, of her beautiful face around town. And so I'm glad that we continue to see her in the light that she deserves to be.
2: Well, in my opinion, it is a very sad story because if it happened to one of my friends, I would be very devastated. But at the same time, though, I just want to say I'm so sorry to her family, to her friends, because life shouldn't end like that for nobody, especially a kid, especially a teenager or a girl or a boy or somebody who hasn't even lived their life fully. But she could have had a beautiful life. But at the same time though, she's living peacefully and I'm happy for her.
3: July 13th of this year, American nursing student Carly Nicole Russell allegedly disappeared for 49 hours from her home in Hoover, Alabama. She falsely reported to police afterwards that she had been abducted. The story made national headlines.
0: More than 30,000 black people in the U.S. remained missing at the end of 2022, according to the most recent data from the National Crime Information Center. Half of those cases were missing black women and girls. Carly Russell gave hope that those missing women and girls mattered until it was discovered that she had been lying. If you don't know, Carly Russell admitted she did not see a toddler wandering on the freeway and lied about being kidnapped in a hoax that set off a nationwide effort. Carly Russell, eventually admitted to not being kidnapped nor finding a toddler on the highway. This was a very real... Brija Terrell, her case and her life and her murder um, was very real and devastating. And so it almost... I want to say words, but I can't because we're on the air, um, that this Carly Russell situation, it really... I'm going to say it really frosted my cookies because Mm -hmm. we're living in our community and we're watching this trial, trying to find the... Try, well, we know what happened, but we're trying to um, bring justice for right. Briasia. And then we have a grown woman out in the streets faking a kidnapping to keep a man is, is what, you know, TikTok, the TikTok girlies are saying. You know, that is not confirmed. We're going off of social media, but we do know she lied. And um, especially in a place and time where um, violence, um, kidnappings, black women, women of color, um, going missing is never at the top of our newsfeed. You're just making it harder for young women and girls like Briasia to get justice or get the resources and support to find these girls that are missing because every day black girls go missing and Forget just black girls. Every day, little girls, women go missing, whether it be human trafficking, into the system. Um, and just to exploit that because you needed a little attention, uh, that that doesn't sit right with me.
1: Whose morals and um, why wasn't your little like inner buddy talking to you saying, maybe this isn't the right decision to make? This is going a little too far. Right. And that's where that line is. And um, I specifically teach— social life skills like Mm -hmm. that is specifically what I do in special ed to teach kids how to um, function in everyday life and to have these abilities um, to one day live on their own Mm -hmm. and you know we talk about behaviors and when I'm when I'm looking at the specifically the behavior of this woman of fabricating a lie Mm -hmm. using thousands of thousands of dollars of resources yes wasting people's time it's it calls a question of where is the help that this woman obviously needs? And mm. was there a point where somebody was notified that she needs it? Because I very much doubt that one day she just snapped and then said these kind of things. This. I feel mm. like there's patterns and there's habits. And there was just these ignoring, oh, oh, she'll just be fine. She'll that be fine. That is very
0: empathetic and insightful of you. Because look, <laughs> I was tight. But I, I, to be completely honest, I did not think
1: of like... Clearly, she needed some help. Yes. And um, unfortunately, this was a very loud call to action of her help that mm-hmm. she needs. This idea is now in somebody's head. and then in one day, it might happen again. So mm-hmm. it's it's it calls as a community to really reach out, but it also calls as family members and friends to check on our friends and make mm-hmm. sure that they get the help that they need so that it doesn't turn into a circumstance like
3: this. Sure.
0: known on wild and out tragically died um while on the table receiving some type of cosmetic surgery in 2023 even with all these women empowerment efforts organizations like love girls magazine women are still willing to put their life their freedom on the line for the validation of others um whether it be so they're not alone as in the instance of carly russell or for physical appearance um Like a lot of we see these Instagram models and that's kind of been, I don't know, the benchmark for beauty nowadays. Um, And I just don't know as somebody who lives with a life-threatening illness um, and who's had a lot of procedures. I deal with a lot of needles, a lot of medications. I just, I guess, in a non-judgmental way, kind of judging, I can't fathom putting my life on the line to have a bigger behind or to you know change how I look when you know you could go to the gym you could eat healthier and I get it it's not that easy um and that's easy to say and self-love is harder than we make it seem but as somebody who who kind of sort of met Jesus for a little bit I just I just don't see I just could never I could never be had that much I could not put that much merit into how I look to risk my life, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: That's a it's a hard topic because um, to be the devil's advocate, you know, if, if you are really, you know, fixated on something that you might see as a problem with yourself, then surgery might be a way to reach that step that you might feel is lacking. Um, you know, we never know. I, I do have a friend who ended up getting a rhinoplasty. And the reason is to actually clear her airways. But That's people a just, medical reason. Right. But right. people perceived her nose job as a way of fixing her face. Um, and so even on the contrary, you know, some of these can be important surgeries. And some of them, in my opinion, might be based off the reality of the pressures that social media and celebrities um and even just wanting other people's validation can give you i mean i remember there was a certain point in my life i was like oh i i need to get this and this and this and then I became an adult and one it cost too much money but two huh? i realized there's absolutely nothing wrong with my body thankfully um i'm a healthy 22 year old individual and anything that I have really conceived as a, quote, flaw in my life, I've learned to, one, embrace it, but two, instead of complain about it, find a way to change it. Sure. And that doesn't mm-hmm. always, like you said, I've been embracing eating healthier, going to the gym, meditating, but those all can be different avenues on how to find that self-esteem. I... And- had such incredible mentors um and people that still mentor me to this day who really fed into me as a young impressionable teenager Mm -hmm. um to realize that the life that I want I can achieve and that doesn't necessarily have to be from validation of others the most important thing is what do I think about myself and if you don't love yourself then that's usually where you need to start Um, so
0: yeah I guess I mean I could see like health reasons but again my perspective is a lot different. Um, So I'm thinking of like BBLs, for instance, this fad of having a big behind, Um, which I get it because, you know, little booties matter. But I just, I cannot, and thankfully I cannot fathom risking my life for a fad or a trend, something that's a fad or on trend. Because if we go back to when I was in high school in the 2000s, being incredibly thin having thigh gaps that was the kind of the fad and in in about 10 years it changed to being what they like to call I'm doing air quotes y'all can't see slim thick and you know having uh what do they say your waist disappear and having a big top and a big bottom and no waist and it's just like as somebody who's been really sick you really are putting yourself through that through these dangerous medical procedures so what? more people can like your pictures on Instagram.
2: There is some girls in school who don't like their body at all. Some of them think they're too thick because of the teachers. It's like be picking on them because how they dress. and some of them just don't like how slim or small they is because boys be picking on them. And I just want to say like I had that experience. A lot of people used to call me fat, so I started losing weight. And I stopped eating. Some people call me um, too big or too small. But at the same time, though, I started loving myself. It took me a very long time to understand that. A very long
0: time? You 15 years old? Hey, I mean, like, no, my I, life. I was not done. I yeah. was going to say, some people go their whole life without making that realization. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you made that by 15, you did. You did.
2: And so basically I just started loving myself and I have a friend and I'm teaching her like I'm talking to her like just because you look a certain way just because somebody talks about you or how small you look or how this or how ugly you look that don't mean that you're ugly that don't mean that your your body's weird God made you how you is and if nobody else likes you or your body man kick them all somewhere like your own body. Yeah, and I think that calls a great
1: point of setting that standard that it's not okay to talk about other people's bodies and appearances. Exactly. I think it's important that um, we continued, again, to treat people with that golden rule, golden rule part two. Um, And so that leads me into a lot of lessons that i've learned with love girls magazine and this organization that is 12 years strong in the quad cities and has changed hundreds to even thousands of girls lives and i attest that my self-esteem my self-love my self-worth would not be where it is today if I did not have this organization, um, where I was free to share my story, free to also learn different avenues of the multimedia world. I had mentors, I had resources, I had opportunities. So if you're a young girl in the Quad Cities or even just the United States in general, we would love to hear from you. Reach out to any resources if you need help, if you're struggling with self-esteem, if you're having those dark thoughts. Um, you brought up a great point about reaching out to your friends. I think that's essential of knowing who's in your corner um, can really help you get out of those moments because it is temporary. The self-esteem that I had when I was 13 is not the same as an almost 23-year-old. I mean, it's, it's night and day, but also my body doesn't look the same and that's okay. I'm growing into an adult body and I kind of love that about myself. I'm seeing the changes. So, please reach out to lovegirlsmagazine.com or you can reach out to any of our social medias at Love Girls Magazine, including Love Girls the Podcast. And we are happy to get you started on this program. And we want to hear your story because your story does matter.